You are listening to the I Want to Speak to the Principal podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Milstead and William Jeffrey. It's where education is. So sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of I Want to Speak to the Principal. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was a strong and devoted advocate to education and the power it had to change lives for the better. His mother was a teacher in Atlanta, Georgia, and father of Baptist medicine. So impactful were their beliefs on education to young Martin that he graduated from Booker T. Washington High School in Atlanta Public Schools at 15 years old. Martin went on to enter and graduate from Morehouse College Crozier Theological Seminar in Chester, Pennsylvania, and Boston University, where he received his Ph.D. As a captivating and charismatic orator, Martin summarized his views of education by stating, The function of education is to teach one how to think intensely and to think critically. Intelligence plus character, that is the goal of true education. What a profound assertion. It leads one to ponder over a myriad of questions. Why does Martin, that is, refer to education as a function? Is Dr. King's belief still relevant today, some five decades after his death? Is a quality education valued in our society today as it once was 50 years ago? Is education still the great equalizer? And what are some of the reasons the U.S. government placed billions of dollars in military weapons and will not eliminate poverty? These and other questions will be answered in this episode of I want to speak to the principal. Dr. Millstead, what's happening? Oh, nothing, Will. It's just good to be back here in the studio with you and uh, recording uh, uh, our podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate that round of applause. We'll give you one back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I'm so glad to be back in here with you. This is the Catching Up segment where we talk about what we were doing since our last podcast. Right. I'm going to let you go first. Well, uh, I appreciate that. I was going to let you go first, but but I will go first, Will. It's it's been a very active uh, year, I guess, that we've been off. Uh, I've been working hard providing students and parents uh, with information on the importance of attending school and graduating. I had an opportunity to reclaim over 20 students this summer and roll them back in night school and so far four have graduated so I'm very proud of that. Wow. I've been placed on two advisory boards, one in my community with the, the county district attorney and the other at the dean uh, with the dean that is the College of Education at Texas Southern University. Uh, I've been kind of working with my wife on some community government funding uh, training programs with her so that's that's been good. Happy wife, happy life. Happy life, <laughs> really. Yeah. Uh, I was presented uh, uh, last uh, last winter, that is, with the Excellence uh, in Education Award at TSU, and uh, as a result, was inducted into the College of Hall of Fame at Texas Southern. But most importantly, Will, I'm I'm just excited about uh, over the past six months. I have had uh, three of my mentees that are now. Um, uh, secondary school administrators, and I know I, I'm not gonna kill. I'm not gonna uh, 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 impede on what you're about to say, but uh, you're one of them. So I'm very. Let me let you know. I'm, I'm very proud of yeah. your promotion into an assistant principal position. 
So what I did was uh, wrote that book together, mm-hmm. Edge Snap 2018. Right. Um, we had to redo our podcasting equipment right, right. and uh, a new role as assistant principal. Yeah. You know, I appreciate you guiding me at every step of the way. Right. Uh, uh, the community is real accepting. Mm-hmm. The uh, administration is all accepting. My principal, head principal, uh, Scott Moody, uh, is a wonderful man. I work with uh, other great administrators. The right. superintendent is also real welcoming. Right. Uh, the students, I love the students. Right. I haven't been there but 17 weeks. Yeah. But I love those kids, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, and the yeah, teachers of yeah. uh, every I, I mean, I'm in a good spot. Right. I'm yeah. in a good spot. And I appreciate you for helping me get there. Oh, uh, there's no doubt, man. You know, the thing is, like I told you when you accepted that position is that you they were not only were you lucky to get that job, but they were lucky, very lucky to get you, too. Uh, because you're a man of a very high character and I know that you're going to bring a lot to that school and to the students. And as we've talked about before, I know that uh, that administrative body has seen a lot of change for the positive since you've been there. Uh, just your presence and your commitment, man, it's just, it just oozes out actually into the school. So I'm sure and I know that you have been a, a, a big impact, positive impact on, on that particular campus. And that's and that's just the beginning for you, Will, as I see it. I mean, you, you, you're going to go very far in the field of education and in podcast broadcasting, too. So when you're committed, man, you you like like an excuse expression. You're like a dog on the bone. You got to let, <laughs> let it go till you get what you want. <laughs> so, so you're going to get that. So I'm very proud of you. Hey, thank you, Dr. Milstead. I appreciate the accolades. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to move into our next segment. All right, Dr. Milstead, uh, the quote, when we were talking about uh, doing this particular episode, we were coming back for this year. Right. Uh, we talked about like what we were going to start with. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had the great idea of starting with Dr. King. Absolutely. So tell me why did you... Um, what made you come up with um, starting this episode with the impact on education from Dr. King? Well, you know, uh, I mean, for, for some obvious reasons, first of all, we all know that January the 15th was Dr. King's, it would have been his, uh, his 91st birthday here. And uh, Dr. King has done so much, uh, had, had, had done so much over the course of his very short lifespan to uh, impact this nation. Uh, and 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 the field of education also, and so it just seemed natural to me that uh, because this is January and around his birthday, and we were starting back on our podcast yeah. to start this back uh, with uh, with his uh, uh, this quotes about his philosophy on education and how it impact uh, not just just Black Americans but all Americans. Yes, and you sent me a quote. Um, it was a picture, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. and the quote said that the function of education is to teach one to think critically. Intelligence plus character is the goal of education. Break that down for me. Well, I just I've just always kind of lived by that quote. I just always have felt that it was very profound. Uh, when I lived in Atlanta, I had an opportunity to go over to Morehouse College where there's a statue of Dr. King. And on that statue, uh, it's that quote. And uh, and so and if you you know if you look at it and kind of break it down, Dr. Dr. King was a master of using words uh, to to express you know how he felt and to um, 
and to communicate with you. He was a, he was a, he was an extraordinary communicator. So when he uses words, man, he makes sure that he picks the right ones um, in, in everything that he says, I believe. And what I found very uh, intriguing to me is that he called education a function. And most people don't usually use refer to education in that manner. Um, and so I, uh, I just, I, I just found that 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 was very intriguing to me because you know when you look at a function, a function is an activity or purpose natural to or intended uh, for a purpose or a thing. Okay, so that means that if he calls it a function, that means that education is a natural thing for all human beings. Yes. And so, and that's, and, and when I listen to that, I kind of uh, wonder why, then why is it sometimes so difficult to educate our children? Yes. If that's a natural thing. If it's a natural thing. Yeah, if that, if that children want, it's natural for kids to want to learn. Right. It's just like I wrote in my article uh, a while back um, when I said that um, I've never met a parent that didn't want their kids to learn. But many had had admitted to me that they didn't know how to help them to learn. And so I just I just like I said, it's a natural thing. And so and I think we make it more difficult than it really has to be, particularly with standardized testing. But that's something that's a topic for another day. Yeah. He also talks about he talks about uh, the intensiveness uh, to to think intensively. Uh And, you know, a lot of times, you know, when we're. When we're when we're talking or when we are teaching, we don't teach or we don't speak with that intensity a lot of times. Yeah. We just we don't think critically, like you said. We we need to think more intensively about things, not just on seeing things on the surface, but dig deep. And that's what he was. That, I think that's what he was trying to get to. And he all in this last part, he says that um, intelligence plus education. Equals it will lead to a better character. So he didn't just want you to be educated. He wants you to use education for the right purpose, man. Right, yeah. right to build that character. There you go. There you so go. you know, uh, doing research on this thing, I I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I don't know a lot about Dr. King. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. King was very important to my mother and my grandmother. And I kind of like rolled the wave in. So right, right. it's not like you know we right. celebrated Dr. King's. Um, before 1984 like you know we knew mm-hmm. who he i knew who he was right, but right. he wasn't like jesus in my household you know what right, i'm saying yeah uh so when i pulled up when i was doing research and i pulled up him speaking at the junior high mm-hmm. i thought that was profound <laughs> and i'm gonna send it to you like okay I, hey this right here is profound right but you <laughs> you had more information yeah. about the junior high than i did yeah yeah that's amazing well and, and you're referring to the the speech that he made a uh, very short speech that is but he made uh at baron junior high school in south philadelphia back in 1967. exactly and i just let you know that, that i was very much aware of that speech <laughs> and, I, and i gave you just a little background information on it actually dr king was coming into philadelphia at that time uh to do a big civil rights rally at uh at the uh spectrum yes uh in 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 philadelphia the spectrum was relatively new during that time and so he was he brought in all the heavy hitters he was Rita franklin nipsey russell harry belafonte all the big boys were there and so the guy that was actually sponsoring it was a guy by the name of georgia woods Mm -hmm. and he was a local dj there and so he had contacted dr king and said hey look doc 
If you have some time during the day, there's this uh, junior high school in South Philly. They're having some problems with gang activity and they, you know, the kids aren't, you know, aren't doing the way they're supposed to. The principal there is doing a great job, but you know, he needs a little help. If you get some time during the day, can you go down there and just talk for a very short period of time to the student body, which consists of that time of seventh, eighth and ninth graders. Yeah. And uh, so Dr. King being the humble guy he was and always showing humility, agreed to do it. And so as the story goes, uh, the kids really weren't told about this until actually like the day of school. And uh, Dr. they saw Dr. King, the limo pull up to the school. And most of the kids thought it was Will Chamberlain in that, but they thought he was gonna be the one because Will was from Philadelphia okay. and from that particular area. So they thought it was gonna be it was Will Chamberlain, but out stepped Dr. King. And so they all went to the auditorium and uh, he gave this 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 20 minute speech, uh, roughly about 20 minutes or so to the auditorium. It really impacted a lot of kids. And like I told you, Will, one of the things that I did is uh, I actually kind of went back to see uh, after after he even had had given that that speech back in 2017, which would have been 50 years later, uh, just how some of the kids had fared who had listened to that speech, uh -huh. and quite a few of them had uh, had 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 done quite well. Uh, many several had become teachers. Right. Uh, one had become an uh, optician. Am I saying that right? <laughs> <laughs> I had an op optician. Uh, optician yeah, they work yeah, in the yeah, eyeglass right. place. You get your yeah, glasses yeah, from that dude. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> and uh, and so the, 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 they, they, someone had went back and kind of interviewed them, and the kids said many of them had had done quite well, and most of them re related um, a, a a a a little metaphor that Dr. King gave in that to their success. And what he said, he said. And I, I and I I used to recite this in high school. He says, "If it falls, your lot to be a street sweeper. Sweep sweep streets like Michelangelo painted peach pictures. Sweep streets like Beethoven composed music." That was very powerful, man. Can you imagine he being 14, 15 years old? Somebody tell you that? Hey, they, you know they let you know. Hey, it don't matter. It don't matter what you do. Just whatever you do. Give it your best. Give it your and best. And that's the thing. And he and I think in that he what he was saying is that the job title that you have don't define you. However, it is the work that you do that reveals your character. Exactly. So you know it does. It ain't, it ain't the title. Yeah. You know it. It ain't the title. We got folks got all kind of titles, man. Yeah. President, <laughs> doing all type of things, man. But, but, but uh, you know the thing is, it it, it is your character. And that, you know, if the work is honest, upright, and pleasing to God, then give it your best. Hey, Amen. So, you know, I'm real big on the the principal parts, the, the principles, mm -hmm. um, the, the nuggets inside of, of what people say and how people do. Right. And that street sweeping, right. uh, if you are a street sweeper, right. do it so much so, be the best street yeah, sweeper so right, much yeah. that when you die, right. somebody will say, right. hey, that right there, right. that was a street sweeper. Right, there you go, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's key right there. Whatever you do, man, give it to me. Just like you say, leave a legacy on that. So when people see 
the street man said, said, you know what? You do a good job of sweeping that street, but you didn't sweep it like hey, Michael Mills hey, did. Not like Millstead. Hey, Millstead had this street sparkling. <laughs> and, and the same thing holds in education, yeah. man. For teaching, uh, administrators, whatever. When you leave, you want to leave a legacy there. Exactly. Teach, you, want, when te- you want kids to remember you. Yeah. I saw somewhere the other day, they said a lot of times that kids don't always remember their teacher, mm-hmm. but they remember the concept that the teacher taught, man. Exactly. So it's so, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like I said that backwards. They don't always remember the concept that they remember the teacher yeah. because of what they did. And that's that's what it's always about. Leaving that. It's just doing the best you can do, regardless of what school you're at. If you're at a poverty school, a, a Title I school, if you're at a affluent school or whatever, just give it all you got. Give it all you got. Right. So when Dr. King gave that speech in 1967 um, to those young students, he was talking about uh, what is your life's blueprint. Mm-hmm. And um, he's, he gave three solid structure foundations. Um, the first one was deep belief in dignity, mm-hmm. uh, worthiness, and own your somebodiness. Right. Um, and how do we as, as educators get our students to buy into that principle to have a deep belief in dignity, worth, and to own somebodyness, like to own your somebodyness, like you are somebody. How do right. we how do we cultivate that in the students? Well, well, you know, and, and that's that 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 is a, a a very difficult challenge and a very difficult charge in some cases, uh-huh. particularly when kids aren't getting that reinforcement from home, uh-huh. and and we as a, the teachers and administrators are the only ones. That don't mean, however, that we can't make a difference exactly. in when a kid gets to school, letting them know, hey, you know, uh, regardless of what your background is, what your circumstances are, and quality education can change that. And that's why it's so impo- important that we build relationship with kids as administrators and teachers. And so they will trust that what we're saying is something that we're saying that is sincere and something that we really mean uh, instead of just, just talking words. I know it's coming up as a kid. I had teachers and I had administrators who did that, uh, you know, and, and I was very lucky because I got a lot of positive reinforcement uh, from home, too, about just who I was, what I can do. My grandfather used to always tell me, you know, regardless of who the man is, they all put their pants on the same way you put yours on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, it, you know, you're just as smart as anybody else and your brain functions like everybody else and God built you just like he built the next person. So we got those type of reinforcement from home. Our problem today is that we are challenged by a lot of obstacles uh, via social media uh, through um, and and this is a good thing in some cases and not a good thing something entertainment and also the athletic fields. A lot of times kids think that their only worth is in being a, a great athlete or being uh, I can rap, really. I ain't got to learn because I can rap. Yeah. Uh, I ain't got to go to school because I'm the fastest guy on the block. And you know, and the thing is, is that we we just have to over the, overcome that by showing them that all those talents are good. God-given talents are good and well. But before you can do all that, you need a quality education because you need to be able to read that contract <laughs> that you're gonna <laughs> sign to make sure them people ain't taking half of your twenty million dollars. Exactly. You know, so. 
Exactly. Yeah. So also in the speech, and we kind of floated over that and what you were talking, it was the determination to achieve excellence. Mm -hmm. And I think also within our educational system, that's something that we don't get a chance to mm -hmm. implore into our students right. very often. Right. Um, just to push to be excellent at what you do. Although yeah. we give letter grades right. and the ace is is in some cases determined excellence. Right. So how do we encourage students to put forth excellence in what they do and those God-given talents that they got. Right. Well, you know, there's a there's a word that I use a lot that's called grit. Yeah. And um, it, it seems that one of the things that we have to build in our kids is staying, sticking with it, which is a part of grit, perseverance, which is a part of grit, and um, believing in yourself, which is a part of grit. And so, you know, the thing is teaching, I think teaching grit, uh, just, just, and, and, and I don't know if you can really teach that. I think one of the things that you have to do with, with students today is to be an example of that type mm -hmm. of thing. And so, and I think if you've built that relationship with kids and you talk to them about the importance of being determined, sticking with it and don't quit, perseverance, you know, um, believing in yourself, if they see you as someone who they trust and believe at, continue to model that on a daily basis, I, th I believe that they will eventually come around and, and do that themselves also. Yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, the last point that he um, said during his talk was uh, a commitment to eternal beauty and love and justice. Mm -hmm. um, our students right now are in a culture of um, being immersed into the um, racial bias that mm. is like an undertone in America. Right. Um, speak on um, how we can get kids to love justice mm -hmm. and love everybody in America. Right. How do we incorporate that into our school system? Well, I think we're one of the things that kids do. Well, we have some very smart kids today. I, yeah. Well, I, I just look at some of these kids, man. I say, man, if I just had some of the, the <laughs> intelligence, some of these kids here. And one of the things that kids are very, very perceptive about is that they're not so they don't watch so much. They don't listen so much to what you say. They mm -hmm. kind of really just watch what you do. So if you're saying that, you know what, hey, this this America got to has to be a, a place of justice, but they're not seeing justice going on in America. They're gonna say, "Hey, man, you're just giving us lip service." Yeah. So again, it's practicing what what we, what you preach. If you're saying that in the classroom, "Hey, I'm gonna be fair to all kids in the class," but they see that certain kids get different consequences and different type of tone, your language with them is different than it is with some other kids then they're going to question whether or not that there is justice and equality in your classroom. You know, if they see some kids that are, you know, you're always calling on and another group that's not being called on in the classroom. Same way, and, and you get my point, same way as an administrator, you know, with discipline, they're looking for that also. Is it, is, is it, is it fair and equitable, the discipline that you, that you administer uh, when they're sent down to the office with the different consequences? The star quarterback gets something different than than the than the tuba player in in the band if he fights, you know, in the class. So that's that. So uh, once again, it, it's the it's the exact we we have to we have to walk the talk. And as 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 educators, we can't say one thing to kids and do another. 
thing is, you know, the principal as a principal, you'll tell your uh, your your teachers, hey, I need y'all all outside in front of your doors during during transition, and 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 so you know they'll do that one day, but the next day ain't nobody outside. Well, the it's kids, a ghost town. Yeah, there you go. So the, the kids are watching that. The kids are saying, well, you know, you're telling us to walk down the halls and get to class in five minutes, but you're also telling the teachers to be outside of their doors and no one's outside the door. Why is it different for us than it is for them? So they're looking for justice. They're looking for you to, to, they're looking for you to show the example of justice, equality, and all these good things that we tell them that builds character in a person. They watch, they're looking for, they're looking at us closely about that. You know, um, Dr. King died so long ago, and it seems like this is the, the issues that he was speaking on in 1967 is still a part of our culture in 2020. Um, when he was speaking to the kids, he said that the slogan must not be burn, baby, burn, but build, baby, build and learn baby learn so that we can earn baby earn right right right. man that man was a rapper (laughs) yeah yeah well what he was referring to is and then you know there's there's a huge age just between you you and myself but back during those times there was a lot of burning of big cities los angeles detroit uh philadelphia where he was and then and people were burning that, burning buildings and things as a sign of protest of the inequities that they were receiving as black people. And so what he was telling them is that, you know, although that wasn't their property, because most of the time it was owned by other, uh, people other than the ones who actually lived in those areas. Yeah. yeah. But it still was impacting them. I yeah. mean, if you burn down the grocery store, where are you going to get your groceries at? You know, <laughs> so. Especially in 1967. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we didn't have, you know, HEB on every corner. like yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. but so what he was just letting them know that, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it, you know, it, it does no good to be destructive and destroy those assets that are beneficial to you. But what you can do is take that, that I don't know if it's, it's the rage, I guess you would have, and turn that around and make it work for you by learning. So you can own them buildings. So you, if you need to get out of that poverty situation, so because when you learn more, you can earn more. Exactly. And basically that's that's his whole, that was his speech to them, which I think was very profound at that time. Oh, it was profound. Uh, looking at that, and we're gonna link that in the article that we sent out, right. uh, just the speech, it's, it's, it's a profound, or it's a profound video that still rings true today. Absolutely. And uh, he quoted some some quotes for by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Mm-hmm. Um, if a man can write a better book or preach a better sermon or make a better mousetrap than his neighbors, then he builds his house in the woods, then the world will make a beaten path to his door. Oh, absolutely. Man, that's cold-blooded yeah, too. Yeah, Ralph Waldo Emerson was yeah, deep anyway. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But, that, that was a movie called Field of Dreams that kind of all, you can kind of sum that up. Yeah. If you build it, they will come. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. That, that was it. So he wanted folks to have the creativity to earn and to build things to make people want, you know, the things that they were building. And once again, he was all about being a being constructive, um and and doing things to impact and 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 using education that is as a vehicle to improve your life for the better man that's cold blood as a uh principal as well um i take that into account where if you if you're in a school no matter what your school situation is right um because all schools have some type of situation oh absolutely you know um and you can make that 
with by working with the people there, mm-hmm. empowering those those students, right, and incorporating those stakeholders, you can build a really good school no matter where you're at. Oh, absolutely, no doubt, no doubt, and uh, and that's the key. I mean, that's the that's the beauty of being an administrator that you can kind of mold that school uh, based on your ideology, your uh, ideology. <laughs> Sorry, I lost the word. Your philosophy, your background, your you know, your upcoming, your beliefs, and uh, and that's what great administrators do. I mean, they get people to buy in, just like you said. Uh, what they do is that they're they're not they they don't they're not the old bosses, or they're not trying to be that. What they're trying to do is work with their staff in order for them to realize his or her vision. Another thing, great principals do is that they're flexible. Yeah. In, in their beliefs too. I mean, you can't, you know, a lot of things that when I came up at Booker T. Washington Elementary School, some of the things I wanted to implement in my first elementary school too, but I realized that the time was different. I was 40 years behind time, you know? <laughs> so some of the things I wanted to do, my teachers said, oh, no, 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 we can't do that like that anymore. They used to do that back in your day. Like, well, we can't do that. Like, we, we all be in trouble. So the thing is, is that, I mean, you have to be flexible. And, but the key, though to changing and improving your campus is to listen to those folks man who have uh who uh truly uh have uh, embraced your your vision and want to see go and listen to them and and then just don't be just so uh what do they call it so fixated fixed fixed minded yeah, yeah fixed minded that you, you that you, you're not flexible to change so bulldozing as a principal doesn't work well, it hasn't in any of the schools that I've ever I've ever been in. And whenever whenever we implemented change, it was always I brought in, uh, I mean, folks from I brought in teachers. I would bring in students. I would bring in community member leaders. I bring in parents, and we would all sit down together. I would give them here is my vision. Okay, y'all tell me how I need to get there. Gotcha. You know, yeah, and, and I didn't say, okay, this is my vision. This is how we gonna do it. Yeah, this is how we gonna, gonna do it. How we gonna do it. Now, now, let me take it back. It was some things I did say. Those one that, yeah, this is how we gonna do it because you got to do it. Got, I mean, policy. You have to do policy. Something, yeah. but for the most part, in general, I always involve people in the decision making process. Wonderful, Dr. Milstead. Um, we're coming to a close. Uh, Hey, thank you for your guidance oh, and your insight this episode, sir. Yeah, yeah. You know, ain't no way I can get you, man. I, I I really thought I was doing something with that video. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna send Dr. Billstead this video. And and lo and behold, you know what happened behind the video. <laughs> well, sometimes, man, that's what age will do. <laughs> It'll give you a head start on some things, man. So that's all it was. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So our next uh episode will be taped in a week from now sounds good and we're going to go over dress code okay oh dress code Um, pull your pants up (laughs) pull your pants up (laughs) so uh that's the next thing that we will be going over and a dress code can either make or break your culture in your school sir no doubt no doubt no doubt but just remember one thing when you enforce dress code that the rules apply to everybody oh Tweet, tweet, chat with us on Twitter. Be sure to share the podcast on your favorite social media channels. Want to see some more of us? Head over and meet us on Instagram. Instagram. 
The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during this or any broadcasts belong solely to our guests or our hosts. These broadcasts do not represent or reflect the views of their employers, sponsors, or affiliated organizations. Hey, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at I Want to Speak to the Principal. You can also leave us a message on Anchor, and all those voice notes can be played into our next episode. So please interact with us. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Hey, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at I Want to Speak to the Principal. You can also leave us a message on Anchor, and all those voice notes can be played into our next episode. So please interact with us. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Hey, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at I Want to Speak to the Principal. You can also leave us a message on Anchor, and all those voice notes can be played into our next episode. So please interact with us. We're looking forward to hearing from you. You are listening to the I Want to Speak to the Principal podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Milstead and William Jeffrey. It's where education is. So sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of I Want to Speak to the Principal. You are listening to the I Want to Speak to the Principal podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Milstead and William Jeffrey. It's where education is. So sit back. Relax and enjoy another episode of I Want to Speak to the Principal. You are listening to the I Want to Speak to the Principal podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Milstead and William Jeffrey. It's where education is. So sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of I Want to Speak to the Principal. You are listening to the I Want to Speak to the Principal podcast. With your host, Dr. Michael Milstead and William Jeffrey. It's where education is. So sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of I Want to Speak to the Principal. You are listening to the I Want to Speak to the Principal podcast. With your host, Dr. Michael Milstead and William Jeffrey. It's where education is. So sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of I want to speak to the principal. You are listening to the I Want to Speak to the Principal podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Milstead and William Jeffrey. It's where education is. So sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of I Want to Speak to the Principal.